Welcome to the Man Cave Podcast. I'm Dan Casper, and this is a podcast where we talk mostly sports, but hey, we'll talk about whatever else is on our minds. Outdoors, hobbies, movies, all the fun stuff. So sit back, grab a beverage, pull up a chair, and join me in the Man Cave for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Podcast. I am your host, uh, Dan Casper, as always. Appreciate you tuning in to this episode of the podcast as we're getting ready in the uh, sports world for NFL training camps. Some teams, rookies, may have uh, started to, to trickle in. Some teams already going full bore like the, like the Raiders. You got uh, the All-Star break. Uh, that happened this week, and that's over with now. But uh, other than that, it's it's pretty in in a, in a sports sense, it's pretty uh pretty dull. July is like the, in my opinion, the worst month of sports in the calendar year. It's just you know yeah you got baseball going on. But it's like at a point where it just seems like, all right, teams kind of like, let's get to the all-star break. And, and maybe you've just had a little bit too much baseball and, and maybe you need a little break yourself. And then after they come back, it's like, all right, now it's the stretch run here. But then you got, I know the WNBA net. And then, you know, we're, we're talking about practice when it comes to, to the NFL. We're so geeked up about training camp starting and that's just, it's, practice for crying out loud but that's because july is just so dull when it comes to comes to sports at least in my opinion i mean unless you you look forward to the hot dog eating contest every every fourth of july or something i don't know but it's 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 a struggle it's a little bit of a struggle let's let's not kid ourselves here right it's a it's a little dull so um yeah, and then, you know, I think, in my opinion, the, the best month for for sports is October because you've got MLB postseason going on. You've got, uh, you know, the NFL is in full swing. College football is, is going on. NBA and NHL getting going. So and then kind of talking, maybe looking ahead a little bit to, to some college hoops so to me october is like the primo month primo month now you can say well depend maybe a little bit into november depending on when the world series lands and all that sort of stuff but just to play it safe i'm gonna ride with october as being you know the the best month in in or yeah october being the best month in sports and i don't think there's that much of a debate i'm sorry a lot of people might choose march because you got March Madness, you know, spring training and all that, great. But you know what? NFL's king, football is king. That, that, that's the gist of it. So I want my football games. If there's no football games on in that month, that's not the best month. Some people might say February is in the running as one of the worst months. Yeah, maybe down there, but you got the Super Bowl, and, and February is already like halfway through. You know, the Super Bowl is already halfway through February at that point. So, you know, and then you're, you're wrapping up some some college hoops you got some conference games going on so and the nba is going on you got the nhl going on so i know i'm not buying that 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 february is the worst one no i'm not gonna do that 
It's already short enough, and then the Super Bowl's already halfway through it. So, no, not buying that. It's easily July, worst month. October, best month. But we're uh, we're closing closing in on uh, the end of July here, so August will be around the corner, and then we got preseason football to be talking about. I can't believe freaking summer's already... I feel like it's already winding down. Like, when it, when it hits August, I can just, like, feel it's like, ugh. You know, it's not the end of summer, but it's just like you can kind of see it. And I always, when I get to that point, I all, and I'm starting to do it now, to be honest with you. I look back at what I did in the summer. I'm like, I didn't fucking do enough. I didn't do enough fishing. I know I haven't done enough fishing now. I haven't done enough golf. I know I haven't done that. You always have, like, have something that just seems to come up, right? It just comes up, and then you're just full of regret, and then you get a little depressed, and you get a little sad that you didn't do enough in the summer, like you didn't do enough outside, you didn't do enough, you know, didn't get the boat out enough, or, or wet the lines enough, or, or hit the golf course enough. I'm at that point right now. Like, like I stress myself out thinking of this crap. It's ridiculous, and I know I need help with it, but it's like now... You know, right before I started hitting record, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, is there a weekend that I can go and get the boat out again? And, you know, you're trying to pre-plan it, but then it's so much is dependent on the weather and sh- stuff. And it's like, I got to force myself to do it. But, you know, I can't. I got this going on. I got this going on. And what about the weather? Like, I'm even thinking about tree stands. I'll tell you, like, I'm thinking about, I got I to gotta move a boatload of tree stands in the in the woods yet. And I'm freaking myself out about that. It's like because time is running out and it's stressing me out, stressing me out. So slow down, Summer. I got to figure out how to wrap up or uh, get a lot of stuff done before you're you're ready to call it quits here. But uh, so I know there's not a whole lot in the in the sports world going on right now, but you know, a couple of things uh, right before we started to hit record on this episode of the of the podcast, we uh, we had a little bit of news with the uh, with with Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray getting a a new contract out there. So the Arizona Cardinals locking him up, getting it done. Uh, Lamar Jackson's camp's got to be feeling pretty darn happy about this. And I was th- sitting there thinking, I'm like. Okay. Okay, Dan, okay. If I had to pick between one of those two quarterbacks to be my starting quarterback, would I go with Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson? Now, Lamar Jackson has this narrative, or or people have this narrative about Lamar Jackson that his career is just not going to last long. The way he plays, running the football, you know, throwing his body type, a lot of people just don't think that his career is going to gonna last that long. So, you know, there's that apprehension to it. They'll look at the numbers and, you know, his rece- the his passing yards. Obviously, you compare it to, to his rushing yards. He's, you know, he's a running quarterback. He is the definition of a running quarterback. He does have an MVP to his name as well. You know, Kyler Murray. Um, you know. Good quarterbacks, made some great plays, can make some plays with his feet as well. But I honestly, I think I would take Lamar Jackson. And I remember we had this discussion last year during the during the football season. Who's the most explosive or or, or maybe it was who is the most dangerous 
football player right now. Like offensive, who's the most skilled or the most dangerous uh, offensive player in the league? Was it Derrick Henry or Lamar Jackson? And, you know, I think Lamar Jackson to me, when I, when I look at it, Kyler Murray, and I'm not trying to, to diminish what, what Kyler Murray has done in his career so far, but you know, he's had Deandre Hopkins. He's, you know, he's had him as a target for the most part. He's, you know, he's had some weapons and I look at, I look at like the Ravens and, you know, yeah, they had Hollywood Brown, now Hollywood Brown's with the Cardinals. But, you know, they, they've kind of flushed through receivers. That seems to be another place where, like, receivers just can never really kind of, I don't know, it's just they're, they're better than the Bears, well, let's say. It. The, you know, I mean, every time a receiver goes to the Bears, it sure seems like his career is going to die at that point. But it's just like the Ravens, it always seems like they're trying to find wide receivers, right? It's like they're always trying to find it. So I feel like, and I know, you know, Lamar, you know, a couple running backs here, but I feel like, like Kyler Murray's had a little bit more weapons to work with on the offense over there in uh, in Arizona than what Lamar Jackson has been able to have. And yeah, he's got a great tight end with Mark Andrews over there. But I just I just feel like Lamar, if I had to pick one of those two, and it was just between those two quarterbacks, I'm taking Lamar Jackson. That that's who I'm taking. I'm taking Lamar Jackson. Both great athletes. Obviously, Kyler Murray's a fantastic athlete, being you know, drafted by the Oakland A's, but uh, I, I'm taking Lamar Jackson at, at this point. That's that's who that's who I would take between these two quarterbacks. And you know, speaking of uh, speaking of quarterbacks, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, it sure seems like that maybe we are going to get a get a resolution on on where he's going to go, who where he's going to be traded and such. And you know, you look at it across the league with teams starting to open up training camp here a lot of them already you know answered their quarterback position or or they've got a couple on their team that they're going to let them battle it out like Carolina and so you look across and it's like okay so who are the teams that that need a quarterback at this point maybe need a starting quarterback at this point and you kind of run around the league and there's not a whole lot you got Seattle potentially but would San Francisco be willing to deal Jimmy Garoppolo within the division and you know, play him a couple times a year. Um, you know, you look at a couple other teams. You know, you, I, Miami came to mind because, you know, their new head co- coach over there coming from the San Francisco as an offensive coordinator knows Jimmy G very well, you know, just as a backup option in case Tua doesn't work. But they got Teddy Bridgewater there as a backup too. You know, Browns in case Deshaun gets suspended. But, you know, is Jimmy going to – Want to play there knowing it's only going to be for maybe a year or a few games? Probably not. Um, you know, Washington just acquired Carson Wentz. Colts got Matt Ryan. Uh, Chicago, you know, they're going all in on Justin Fields this year. Doesn't feel like Jimmy G is a match in Detroit because I feel like Detroit, you know, their next quarterback is going to be somebody that they draft fairly high. So they got Jared Goff over there. Could it be the Saints with, you know, they got Jameis Winston down there would they battle out between those two uh they were apparently in on you know deshaun watson but then james they didn't get him so they signed winston same with atlanta didn't get deshaun so they signed mariota but you know would they view as jimmy g as a as, as an upgrade so i mean i look at it as one team is is the fit for for jimmy g and that is the houston texans in my opinion 
Uh, their GM is a New England guy, New England Patriots guy, longtime Bill Belichick guy, Nick Castro. So he's familiar with Jimmy G. Their quarterback right now is Davis Mills. Everything that Lovey Smith and the Texans have said is all about how much they're on board with with Mills there. But you know, and you look at it, and you look at a franchise that the last couple of years and even to this day, you know, has gone through some major ups and downs and you know just some kind of a laughing stock at, at points might not be a bad idea to maybe get some stability with that with the quarterback position and you know jimmy g he's gone through it with new england he's gone through it with san francisco you know new england is he going to be the next guy nope goes to san francisco well then he gets replaced with the youngster i just look at it like the houston texans are are a perfect match for Jimmy G because you know he's got it's it's New England connections there they know each other and and just based off of need too it's just based off need so that to me is is the most likely option in, in my opinion maybe Seattle's interested obviously Seattle has seen him plenty of times uh, throughout the last uh, couple years and that but again the question is would San Francisco deal him within the division I don't know. And maybe they, you know, that's where I kind of go to to Houston as being the likely option because I know Jimmy G is not going to want to be a backup, right? So he's not going to want to go to a situation where he's going to go and be a backup ideally. You know, that's ideally he wouldn't like to do that. But that's where you kind of look at it. And I, that's, I, I, I fall on, I fall on uh, the, the Houston Texans as being the most likely option. So, you know, other than that, we're getting. I'm getting ready to go to go to training camp, Packers training camp next week. Um, you know, looking forward to obviously seeing new faces in the in the wide receiving department. Christian Watson, of course, and and you know, seeing him in twelve, Aaron Rodgers working, and, and Rodgers just working with uh, the new receivers over there. Um, the 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 two Georgia defensive first round picks, Walker and Wyatt. Looking forward to seeing that uh, and, and just kind of getting a first glimpse of of how the Packers view the depth chart. And, you know, that's that it's like a first impression. This is what, you know, let's say the season started next week and, and whatever players or whoever players they got out there for their 11 on offense and 11 on defense, that's who they view as starters right now. So just the first glimpse of of where they kind of see the depth chart, who's next up or you know, do they do kind of a back and forth in and out with certain players? That means, you know, that job's up for for battle or for, for an opening. So kind of looking at that. And then, of course, the offensive line. I really want to see if David Bakhtiari is able to practice, get out there. If he's not able to practice, then I think that's something that, you know, Packers fans, you got to be worried about a little bit because all last year got in the Lions game, didn't, you know, only played, what, not even a, fir- a full half and, couldn't go in the postseason just a lot of uh, liquid and fluids filling up in that knee and it just it's worrisome it really is after signing that huge deal and you, you hope he's able to go out there because if he's not you got Elton Jenkins who would be the next in line and he's still recovering from an ACL injury we don't know if he's going to be ready to go or not so then you have a major question mark at the at the left tackle spot you know so and I just want to see how the rest of the offensive line is is going to be played out. You know, right tackle. Who's going to be the starting right tackle? And, 
you know, the guards, how is that all going to play out? And where are some of the, the younger offensive linemen? Where are they at on the on the depth chart here? So I'm looking at the offensive line, too, uh, receiving uh, the receivers, the, the Georgia rookies, how they're fitting in with that defense. I mean, don't expect to see a whole lot in terms of, like, scheme and, and all that. It's it's You're not going to get that in training camp, and you're not going to get that in, in, or I should say, in open practices in training camp and, and uh, preseason and such. So, but uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm looking. I'll be keeping my eye out for when it comes to uh, Packers training camp next week. So, but uh, it'll actually be good to to kind of you know get that rolling and and talk some more football, right? Kind of get some first glimpses and and uh, you know been getting anxious. But again, when when that when football starts, that means like summer's kind of over with, and it's like shit. Dang it, you know, but I guess the only other, uh, you know, sports thing out there was, you know, Juan Soto turning down a cool $440 million. Can you imagine yourself in your early 20s turning down $440 million smackaroos? But obviously they know he, he can, you know, maybe sign a, a shorter term deal and, and get more money per year and, and all that, or maybe he just doesn't like to play in Washington I don't know but you know looking at that I my prediction on th- I think where he goes I know I said it on the on the uh, radio program that you know the Giants and I'd say like the Giants but I feel like maybe Boston might be a sneaky one I just feel like Boston is is kind of like all right you know we're gonna start to we're gonna get back into this thing. We see how the AL East has gone. Yankees are on top. A lot of teams in contention for the wild card spot in the AL East, and I think Boston's like enough's enough. You know, now we're gonna start to spend a little bit more money. We can get a youngster and Soto in, build around him. He can be our core guy for the next ten years or so, and we're gonna surround him with some, you know, with some talent there. I just feel like Boston might be a sneaky pick and. I know it's you know Boston really isn't a sneaky sleeper team like a I don't know Marlins or Brewers for crying out loud or 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 Tigers or whatever but I just those are my two teams I think it's like the Giants or the or the Boston Red Sox that will be the top two contenders for Juan Soto because I mean he's going to be arbitration for the next two years as well they I, I just can't see the Nationals trading him to 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 the Mets. I can't see that happening. I know the Mets are like the odds-on favorite, but I just can't see that unless they get the absolute best package available. And I couldn't tell you what the hell that would that would entail, what that would all include. But they're not going to give up their best players either. They're not going to like trade Jacob Degrom for you know for 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 Soto or anything like that. I just because you bring him in and you bring a, you add him on there and give him that contract, it's because you think you're going to be able to win and. and you know, add them to a lot of good pieces already, but ideally you would think, right? I mean, ideally, but it doesn't always work out. <clears throat> My, Mike Trout and Angels, that's not on Mike Trout. That's on the Angels right there for not being able to, to build anything around him for crying out loud. So, but no, that's that's kind of what I think Soto's either Giants or, or Red Sox. I don't see it with the Dodgers. I mean, at some point enough's got to be enough, right? Like they just can't always get the, the the great players the best players in the league same with the yankees you know right i just i can't see that unless somehow aaron judge moves on and you know that soto isn't traded by the deadline this year and then it goes into the offseason then maybe 
But I just I can't see it with those two. Just I can't see it with those two. But I I think the the trade deadline for Major League Baseball coming up here on August second is I think it's going to be fairly active. I, I really do because you know you've got these teams that are like Houston is just dominating their division. Uh, the Yankees are dominating their division. You know Dodgers they got the Padres behind them a little bit and the Giants, but. Even like these top teams like the Yankees and the, and, and the Astros, I think they're going to be active. Yankees are always active if they're in contention. They're going to be looking to make some moves. You know, you got the AL uh, Central with the Twins up, but maybe the White Sox get a little bit desperate to, to try to get this going. Could Cleveland make some moves? Uh, you look at the NL Central with the Brewers and the Cardinals. I think both those teams are going to be active and trying to win their division. You know, the Braves are on the heels with the Mets. I can see those two teams you know, making some moves. Um, and then, you know, we mentioned the NL West with, with the with the Dodgers and Giants and Padres. They're all in uh, contention for playoff spots too. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of teams looking to buy. It's just going to be the supply and demand. How many teams are going to be willing to sell? Is there enough to go around? And if not, the price is going to be higher for a lot of those dudes, right? It's going to be higher for a lot of those players. So, But I feel like it's going to be an active trade deadline. I really do. I really feel like it's going to be an active trade deadline. So I am definitely looking forward to that. But uh, I'm going to end this podcast, not talk about sports here. I'm going to change it up here just for, just for a hot minute, okay? Just for a hot minute. I saw this article. Now, I haven't watched every single superhero movie out there, okay? I just I I have not watched every single superhero movie out there. However, I know when I see good performances, okay? I'm not like a Roger Ebert or or whatever, but so Variety had this uh had this article the top superhero performances. Um so like Heath Ledger like top performances in a, in a superhero movie. Heath Ledger was number one. That's a no-brainer. That, that that that's a no-brainer. That's duh. I got no problem with that. The one that the first one I should say that really like caught me off guard. Michelle Pfeiffer came in at number two for Catwoman in Batman Returns. Um, I mean it was good, but the the second best performance of of all time. Maybe I need to. Rewatch that one, but I can, you know, I can picture her and Christopher Walken pushing her off a building and and all that. I just number two that was that was a little bit of a head scratcher for me. I got to admit that one was a little bit of a head scratcher. Maybe maybe I'm thinking too hard on this, but you know, Christopher Reeves coming in at number four, uh, that that's solid. I mean, that's iconic. I mean, there's right now with Christopher Reeve at uh, at at four. You know, even it's older. But he's still Superman. They haven't found anybody. Like, to me, there's no debate. There's no debate on who Superman is, and that's Christopher Reeves. Uh, Hugh Jackson was in the top ten. Now, they kind of went individual movies, so a lot of these movies have, um, you know, sequels and that. So they did go individual, but they've got Hugh Jackman under Logan, you know, instead of, like, Wolverine or X-Men. But, you know, Hugh Jackman, to me, is Wolverine. You know, nobody else is going to be able to play Wolverine. So that's that's Hugh Jackman. And that leads into my one uh, biggest disappointment here was Robert Downey Jr. came in at number 12 for, for Iron Man, for his performance in Iron Man. That is an absolute travesty. 
Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man, for crying out loud. He is Iron Man. No offense to, to Gal Gadot. She came in at 11 for Wonder Woman. I mean, she looks the part It's and all that. But Robert Downey Jr. is freaking Iron Man. Okay, Stan Lee even said it himself. How Robert Downey, Downey Jr. is not in the top 10, let alone the top 5, is an absolute travesty. It is ridiculous. Okay, ridiculous. A couple other things that popped up. Michael Keaton came in at number 19. He was the highest rated Batman. So I'm a Michael Keaton guy, and I think that just it's proof that, you know what, he is the best Batman that has been out there or uh, who has portrayed Batman so far. Ben Affleck came in at 40, and I just don't get the appeal with Ben Affleck. I, I, I don't get it. I, I In that performance, in, in, in other movies, I think Ben Affleck is the most overrated actor in all the movies, okay? I think Robert Downey Jr. is one of the most underrated actors in all the movies. Ben Affleck was not a great Batman. We need to get this through our heads, okay? He's not Batman. It just doesn't work. And he constantly gets raided. Maybe I'm obviously in the minority in this thing, but it's just he is not Batman. He is not Bruce Wayne. I'm sorry. It doesn't work. Doesn't work. He is one of the most overrated actors in the business right now Robert Robert Downey Jr. underrated my top five would have been Heath Ledger no doubt about it he is the the best best performance of all time that's why I won an Oscar number two I've got Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man he he skyrockets up there Hugh Jackman number three because when you think of and then number four is Christopher Reeves because when you think of Iron Man, when you think of Wolverine, when you think of Superman, it's those three. And then number five, I've got Ryan Reynolds at uh, as Deadpool. I mean, that's that's a role that's for Ryan Reynolds. And he came in at number eight in the in the Variety magazine. But that's that's a Ryan Reynolds role, right? Nobody else can do Deadpool anymore. So there's a little, like, grind my gears, if you will. Uh, but that's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. One big episode straight on through. No breaks, right? So next week for the pod might be kind of, you know, a few of them, different timings and all that sort of stuff because we're going to be at training camp. Hopefully we'll have a bunch of interviews set up and, and all that fun stuff. So make sure you're paying attention to that. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends, tell your family about it. Until next time, I'm Dan Casper, and thanks for listening to another episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Hey everyone, Dan again. Before I let you go, I just wanted to thank you for listening to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. If you could do me a favor, though, and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform and give it a five-star rating, that would be awesome. Don't worry, it's free to subscribe. And make sure you're following me on Twitter at Dan Casper. Remember, that's Casper with a K. And liking the page at Facebook at facebook.com slash Casper Sports. See you next time in the Man Cave.